When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I'm your host, Ian Kroll. Everton progressed to the third round of the Carabao Cup after a 3-1 win over championship side Rotherham. With me today to look back at the game is resident blue, Mark Crotty. Hello, Mark. Hello. View from the Gladys Street regular, Robert Astle. Hello, Rob. Hello. And my last guest, but by no means least, Paul Wheelock. Hello, Paul. Hi, mate. You okay? Good, good. Um, plenty on the agenda today, guys. Um, not just a Rotherham game. We'll also talk about and preview the Huddersfield game. But, Mark, we'll start with you. Seems as though you got a prediction right. I, I think it's only fair. Um, what did you make of it? Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the um, routineness of it all actually, because normally in these uh, encounters against lower league sides, we make hard work of it, don't we? But we actually, um, I was happy, especially when we seen the team before the game. I thought, oh, here we go again, and blah blah blah. But actually, there was a lot of um, nice football played, calmness. Um, I thought it was quite routine, and when Rotherham scored, it just sort of made the step up a little gear again, get the goal straight away again. So it was, it was, it was, it was a really comfortable win. I thought. Some really nice periods of football, um, excellent goal by Lewin, um, a couple of standout performances, and, and yeah, I was really happy last night. Yeah. Um, Robert, it's a bit boring when there's no controversy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what, I wanted, I wanted to come in today, right, and fume about a VAR decision. <laughs> just we slag referees off. Away. That's all I wanted to do today, and we didn't get it. <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah, it was just a bit routine. It was, you know, we've had games like this before where, you know, I, I think last season or the season before, we played Norwich. Mm-hmm. And the team, he put out a weakened team, and we'd started, you know, all right in the league, and it was it was a perfect chance to keep the momentum going, and it completely ruined it. And when I like good Mark there, when I saw the team yesterday, I was a bit like, oh, you know, we, he's messing around with it too much. But I think if you look deeper into it, I mean, that's another point. But you know, it, it was probably the best team he could probably probably could have played really. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was just a bit of a boring game, mm. really. You know, we, we were in control throughout. I think even when they scored, I wasn't panicking. Like I normally would with Everton. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. That's just based based around the opposition, but it just didn't feel like they were much of a threat. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, good performance into the next round. That's the main thing, and that's what we get a nice easy home tie in the next round. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, we'll come on to who you want in the next round. But Paul, you were there uh, with your lad last night, a young lad who's uh, a fully fledged Evertonian now. Is yeah. that right? <laughs> when's he coming? On, when's he coming on tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> He'd be better yeah. than me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's an Everton nut now. Like he's getting up for their uh, Rotherham League Cup second round time. We know we've got him, don't <laughs> so. we? So, uh, no, we enjoyed it. it was, and to be fair, in the main stand last night, there were a lot of kids. It was yeah. a fiver to get in, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think you you guys have said it all early there about the game. You know what was great? The crowd. You know the size of the crowd, and I say a lot of young kids in there with like the mums and dads. It was just a nice atmosphere, wasn't yeah, it? You know, it, it kind of like that continuation of what we've seen in the opening game of the home game of the season against Southampton. Everyone just seems to be uh, in a good place at the moment. And I think that's a, I think that's a mix as well of 
the team, uh, that the fans being behind the new management, which is great. You know, we're, we're, we're all excited by it and that. But as well, it's down to fair ticket pricing as well. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, what was it a five? Was it a five for kids yeah, last night? Yeah, you know, that's the per- it's the perfect night. chance to get. You know, it's still in the summer all these. The mm-hmm. perfect chance to get your kid, get kids to go to a match to enjoy the night, and we did. And you know, fair play mm-hmm. to everyone involved. Does that does that bode well then for like the, you know the future of Bramley, Bramley Moor, depending on what the capacity is going to be for that? There's been a lot of you know speculation, a lot of debate on what size that should be. But that was a second round Carabao Cup game, and we got over thirty thousand fans. Yeah, de- definitely. If if we can keep that kind of ticketing policy the way we <coughs> yeah. have done for a number of years, one of the best clubs around for it, certainly in the northwest. Uh, you know, it does it does bode well. But I think one of the reasons, like I got my ladder season ticket like eighteen months ago before the start of last season, he wasn't that bang into it then, and I was kind of trying to push him to do it a bit more. Mm. Was Bramley more? Because you know you mm-hmm. you seen the season ticket demand that mm. season was unreal, wasn't it? The waiting list was from like ten thousand in the end, and I think uh, last season. I don't think you would have had too much more of a problem getting a season ticket again after what we witnessed. But I think last night again proved that the support base is there, isn't it? If things are not going well, but if 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 you enjoy going to the game again, yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's the impression I got again last night. Yeah, Mark, if you're a, an average user of Twitter, you would have seen some sort of anxiety after that team sheet was uh, mm-hmm. delivered. There's there's always a lot more scrutiny, isn't there, for Everton Everton team sheets, and and specifically last night because we all want to mm-hmm. we all want to Michael Silver to go strong. You know, it was an attacking team, but he, he, you know, he used a lot of the youngsters and fringe mm. players, to say the least. You're a bit worried when you saw that team. Yeah, I was a bit worried, and I was looking. I was wondering how they were going to set up because it seemed like, if you like, his normal four-three-three. I was thinking, um, you know, you got sort of three attacking midfielders with three three forwards, and I was like, is he just going? We'll score more than you tonight, or whatever. That's what I thought at first. Um, but what I liked about it was, as I say, there was little passages of play. There was a bit. There was lots of sort of empty periods in the game, but there was loads of little passages of play that were clearly worked on in the training grounds. Impressed with the two fullbacks pushing up, linking him with the with the midfield. Um, thought it was Kenny's best game for the club so far, which was good to see. Um, I thought our mate Dixie at left back was uh, <laughs> was uh, I thought he used class to be honest with you. Yeah, you just, you yeah. can just tell he's, he's played for. You can tell he's played for the top. You club can tell he's played yeah. a lot. You just absolutely strolled his way through that game. Zuma quick and powerful. Um, the young lads yet they stepped in, didn't they? Davis looked okay. Dal again. I've seen people rave about him on Twitter. I wouldn't go too far. I'd say there was periods in the game again where he showed some classy touches, and and you can see he's got it. And maybe in a, in a few more months or even next season he might progress into that sort of number 10 as well so I was obviously one of those um, people on Twitter because I thought he was man of the match <laughs> I thought Dixie was man of the match Dixie was my man of the match but um, yeah um, it all bodes well doesn't it because as you say the fringe players in the past they'd be so discombobulated they wouldn't know what to do there'd be no sort of set play um, and it like loads of strangers put together but last night even um, with the side that was put together, I thought these lads are working together in the training ground. There's loads of nice little drills, one touch stuff to get the full backs in. Um, I was really impressed, and, uh, and it's, it's he's rubbing off on them already, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Well, Rob, just touching on Mark's point there, it, it, you know, he could have been seen as a disjointed side, a lot of fringe players, a lo- lot of young players looking to take the chance, but they still played the exact same way as yeah. they played every game so far this season. Yeah, like you know, like Mark said there, you know, you can see that he's got every single one of them, mm-hmm. probably from the under twenty threes right through to you know, obviously through to the first team, and they're all playing the same the same style of football because he wants them to if they want to make a step up to the first team, they need to know how to play. And games like that, in the past, 
like you just said there, it tends to be you just want to outscore them because you know at the end of the day, no disrespect to the Rotherham, but it's Rotherham. No matter what team we put out there, we should be levered in them everywhere. You know, it should be a comfortable win. But it tends to be like more of a kick about him. But it just felt like that's Everton's new style now, and this is how we play. No matter what the, what game it is, you know what I mean. We're still even conceding goals from set pieces. For God's sake, <laughs> for God's sake, you know what I mean. Mm. It's 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 it was refreshing to watch really because everyone, even Dal, I think Dal probably had more Sigurdsson's natural role at what he would play in the league mm-hmm. last night, and you know he. He was dictating what was going on at times, and you know, dishing it out to you know Carver Lewin out on the wing. You can pick a pass, can he? You can pick a pass, yeah. He's and yeah, he's got the vision, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. He knows where he, he knows where where to put put the ball. I think that's what impressed me though more than anything. His passing, mm-hmm. his range. I don't remember him really giving the ball mm-hmm. away, yeah. and he he wasn't afraid to run with the ball at his feet. Something mm-hmm. that I don't feel we've had a, a, that type of midfielder for a, a good while, to be honest. I, I just, Someone I, who just glides across a pitch, can I, I know, I know what you kind mean. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I think he, I think he played not played within himself. That what I was impressed about him because I, I remember seeing him on loan Forest last season and he was trying to shoot from 30, 40 yards. And I know he had a couple of those shots last night and it was worth a go when it came that. But I've, it almost felt like he did the simple things right last night. Mm. He got on the ball, he gave it, and he really impressed me. <coughs> and it, 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 I, the way I was looking at him last night, I was thinking, you know what, it might be better if he actually goes out on loan again before it's Friday, isn't it? Tomorrow, the uh, yeah. the, tomorrow, the, yeah. the football league deadline and, and go to a top championship club. Because I still think six months at least playing at a high level of football would probably be better than maybe having a game in the third round of the League Cup and then maybe coming off the bench. But then again, you, you're there about the injuries. He might be on the bench on Saturday, mightn't he? Mm, but yeah. I, I just don't know what's better for this development at the moment. That's what I, that's what I was saying about uh, Tom Davis, though, like a couple of, couple of uh, days ago, a couple of weeks ago. You could tell... I'm hoping that you know Rotherham's not his level, but he was a lot more comfortable mm. on the ball. Strong you know, he he was given the captaincy's armband, so you know maybe that you know reignited them slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but him Davis dropping down a division for one year, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what the situation is going to be now with injuries, but he's obviously he's going to be part of Silver's plans for the next season at least, anyway. Um, but who knows? He. He took his chance for me anyway against uh, Rotherham last night. Well, we were saying in a podcast a few weeks ago, weren't we, about <coughs> the idea of sending some of these kids out on loan to the Championship is, is, is good in a way, but, but it depends on what that style of football is that mm-hmm. that side is going to yeah. go to. Yeah, true. So is he going to get more long-term benefits out of actually training day in, day out yeah. with Silver and the team? Yeah. Might not be getting many games, but... Yeah. Embraces their methods, and by the time next season comes, he's ready. And he can or come in is he going to Middlesbrough under Tony Pulis, where he play long? Yeah, what, what, what more does he learn? So, I think that he wants the Davises and the Dows and the Lewins and all that around the squad. Just get older and learn mm. as they go along. They'll get the games as they go in, and that, that's where you want Luckman to sort of embrace that as well, don't you? Um, but he's he's obviously not at the moment, but. As I say, the likes of Kenny last night and and Dal and Davis, they they all looked a step up from last season already. Um, so I think it's more benefit them all sticking together, learning day in day out on that training field. Uh, with better players now, I mean, if you're looking at Bernard and Sigurdsson and these technical players coming in, it's only going to bode well for these these young lads learning day in day out. So yeah, yeah. So team is your top. Well, team is your man of the match. Who else was your top three? Um, I was impressed with Zuma. I thought that he was. And are you going to say Zuma? I just you love him, don't you? I've, <laughs> I've just craved a quick, powerful centre half for years, and he just looked like that. That he was that last night, and I can't wait till he's next to to Mina, To be honest with you, so I thought he played well. Um, as I say, Kenny, 
Um, Lewin took his goal nice. Um, say everyone had a decent game apart from Uma. <laughs> or Uma. Or Uma. Said it before the podcast and I'll say it again. I just feel like the worse he plays, the more Everton fans love him. I don't know what you think, but well, God loves to try. Yeah. Don't be like you know. It's cult status in it. It's not. Still his name though. Yeah. Usually it'd be like you know, effing and jeffing and yeah. abu- not abuse, but you know, just yeah. a bit of negativity towards him, and he just still seems to. But as Mark said before we started, he makes things happen. I don't know by hook or by crook, but he makes things happen, doesn't he? He will. He will have two or three chances or a game. He sadly yeah. plays. I feel like he's he's only, you know, at his best when the ball's hoof long though, or. Just maybe not, not definitely right into his feet because he can't control he can't control anything. <laughs> it's got to be you know down the wings yeah. or over the top where he just like Southampton where he came on for that last ten minutes and he mm-hmm. caused caused havoc. Yeah, didn't oh, okay didn't score but he got got in a couple of times. It, it, it bobbles, it bounces, he falls over, the, it, uh, but somehow it still ends up in his path towards goal. I don't know how he does it. He's got the worst touch of technique ever, but um, I think he's got a role in the squad not as a starter but as a as a sort of last 20 man to court because the cause havoc mm. I, I think he's, he's got to have that sort of role and if he's happy with that then i'm happy with that because i just he's he doesn't know what he's doing himself so the defenders don't know what he's doing there was one in the first half i was we were actually everyone around us just started laughing which was which and he tried to take someone on and try some skill and it just all went wrong and <laughs> i think he was looking for the ball as the defender <laughs> ran away with it <laughs> well he had it as well um, you mentioned the, the, the head, diving yeah. Eddie, yeah. Yeah. christ he couldn't have hit that any like any in a worse spot to be honest with you <laughs> but some but uh, yeah apart from i say some good performances really impressed with there uh, the young lads and uh and, and dixie at left back yeah yeah. Before we go into Rob's top three, I'm going to shout at Mark again for not speaking into the uh, the mic. So <laughs> if you can't hear Mark, it's because he's not sitting close enough. <laughs> um, Rob, top three. Top three. Um, Dal, Dean, and Davis. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Probably. I'm going to go. Dal, man of the match as well. Yeah. Um, I thought. Ian's buzzing with that now. I, <laughs> I, I just couldn't like some people. I, he's not here to defend himself. Well, but good, our, our Everton report, Adam Jones gave him a, a five. Go and get him in here. Uh, yeah. He's not here to defend himself. We can't you can't slate him too much, but a five. Well to be fair, I asked him why he did that and he said he thought Davis was better than Dahl, which was fair enough. So he didn't want to give him level marks. But to me, Davis, you could give him a seven and Dahl a six. We give Sandro a seven. Who didn't have a bad game, but yeah, but it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's perception, isn't it? That's yeah. all it is. It's perception, as, yeah. mis- as you, Mister Sheeran, know full well. Sounds like a good first half. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Are you? Are you top three? Yeah, I've I've got to go with. We calling him Dean now, so it's not. Yeah, I think Dean, I'm, I'm, are we agreed on Dean. I'm just going with Dean. 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 Yeah, Dean. Dean. yeah I, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. I I like Kenny as well. Uh, I like Dal. There's no one particularly great, but I've, you know, I'd throw into that top three. I'd throw Sanzo. I know it's not yeah. saying much, but like it was the best I've seen him play. And given the fact that he was going to Spain or he is going to Spain to complete a move, that that was the one that worried me most because why would you jeopardise, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the chance of a, a season-long loan or whatever it is? But he was really committed. He dropped off in the last 20 minutes or so, but put some really good balls in, set up the goal for Sigurdsson. So I, I you know, I'm glad he signed off with a with yeah. a decent performance. Team is definitely in my top three. I just um. Felt in the first 15, 20 minutes, he may have hit a, a few wayward crosses that didn't go to the, ma- to the man. But, you know, second half, I just thought he was, like you said, ooze class. Mm. You could tell on the ball. And he obviously got the assist for, for, Lewin's, um, mm-hmm. for Lewin's first goal. 
So you, you can't be you can't be more than more than happy with that, can you? I think as well, though. I think just one last point. I think uh, no one's really picked up on me, but I think Carvalho Lewin's played his way into the team on Saturday mm. as well. To be honest with you, Humar. No, but like, I, th- I think he's going to take the Charleston's mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, for the next few games, he, he, he did really well. He took his goals really well. His second goal was great. He can hold the ball up. I thought his first goal was good because that, that, you know, that could have easily gone over that because of the angle it came in. After just he ask it down. <laughs> yeah, just ask Uma. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think he took his goals really well, and I think he's played his way, way into the, his uh, Silver's plans there a lot more in the next few games while the Charleston's out. Yeah. And you know, he, he's got pace, and you know, he's a goal threat. So fair play to him as well. That that what was promising to about Calvert Lewin because throughout the game, me and my dad were sitting there going, oh, "He's not had his best game tonight." But I've many a time been in my seat there going, he "Doesn't half work hard that lad, but he's not going to finish." Whereas last night, I thought it was the opposite. I think he's had better games, but his two finishes were class, and yeah. that that's the question mark for me about him. You know, we all seen it in the derby last mm. se- that season. When he gets a chance, will he take it? But you know, he had two last night, and he, mm. he stuck him away. A didn't bit he? Of, there's a bit of marmite about Lewin, I think. I know fans who really like him, and I know mm. fans who really don't like him. And um, uh, for me, I think he's got phys- the physical attributes in the Premier League. He's got everything. He's tall, athletic, quick, strong. Um, I think the next stage for his development is the, is the decision making, his mm. final ball, his finishing, that and obviously that needs to come as a striker. Mm. But he's got the attributes to become a, a really good striker. It's up to him now uh, which way he goes. Um, I've never seen him do that. The, the second goal yesterday, we've seen him do tappings and headers and stuff, but I've never seen him bend one in round into the top corner. So yeah, that was, was a great goal. Great finish, yeah. wasn't it? Um, mm. There's so le- yeah, I agree. He's he's, he's definitely starting. There's this, levels this though, isn't it? What what are Everton fans' expectations for Lewin? You know, he's clearly not going to be a Ronaldo or a Messi. Mm. Is he going to be, you know, the tier below that? He, he probably won't even be the tier below that. But he'll be a good, solid uh, Premiership striker who, you know, hopefully, you know, in his prime would maybe get you 15, 20 goals a season. I, you know, how often can we boast I, a player like that? I don't. I think a lot of Everton fans don't realise he's still a kid. Yeah. So young, you know, as a striker as well, you know, you don't generally tend to mature till your mid twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know, you you know, normally if you start, you know, if you're banging, you know, you're the Lukaku style, you know, if you're banging them kind of goals, in, you know, there aren't many around who do it, you know, so give like give the lad time, get let him let him work on his game, and he, like you said there, you know, we'll get you ten to fifteen goals a season if you keep, you know, if you keep learning like like, like this. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, a world beater or anything, but he can certainly be an effective member of t- member of the team. Silver's key again, isn't he? Yeah, it's a year's coaching with him. Yeah, over the course of the season, we might see a much better striker next season, and 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 yeah, I think that that needs patience from us. I think mm. um, as fans, but he's already on the, off the mark with two goals. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The are we surprised that Sandro was actually included, despite him? You know, I he's, was. He's I thought he yeah, gone. Massively, <laughs> massively. I thought, I thought he got. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, He's agreed, or he's he's given, been given permission, hasn't he, to speak to Real Sociedad? Yeah. What about um? I mean, we limited Rotherham to chances, didn't we? They had that that chance in the first half where it was number twenty six ballooned it over, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they've scored from a set piece. Are we are we disappointed they scored from a set piece? Y- yeah, it's my bugbear and my fear at the moment, even from long throws, and it's not just set pieces; it's near post set pieces. I watched Bournemouth game on on a, on a dodgy box, shouldn't admit that, but I did on uh, Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Didn't provide No, I watched it, and, and it's near post. And I, I know there's a big discussion at the moment about zonal and man marking, but 
that to me is where our big big weakness is at the moment and it's fine because it's a new system and i i get that but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cost us at the moment it could have cost us last night yeah. you know there were a couple of other occasions where long throws were put into the near post and we got away with it a little bit and it's every game at the moment mm. the southampton goal came from that bournemouth's second goal came from that and their goal came from it again last night and it is it that's my only like you know, negative points at the moment. Personally, yeah. but the thing with the thing with their goal as well, I've watched it actually a few times over because people have been talking about this zonal mark and stuff for you know for the past couple of weeks and that. And I've been I've been trying to see Tosin's actually marking him when he scores. So for me, it's on Tosin. Yeah, it's not on you know, but but is that Tosin's zone or is that his man? I, I, it's hard to tell the way he's the, the the way the way it happens, but. You know, you need. There should be at least two or three players. Then, if it's on a mark and two or three players attacking that ball, and only one goes up with that, um, with that Rotherham player last night, and it is becoming a concern. And I just hope, you know, when Mina's fit, and he's got a, you know, maybe a solid partnership with Zuma, or when Holgate starts learning, whoever the partnership's going to be, that this sonal marking does start to work. Otherwise, it's going to start costing us a hell of a lot more than it is now. Mm. You know, it's. Yeah, I hope Silver's got. We'll, we'll nip this in the bud. To be honest with you, do you want to nip it in the bud, Mark? Yeah, I, I, I think at the moment we're a, we're a smallish team. Um, I look at Holgate as a, a, a he's he's actually impressed me the first couple of games, but he's he's not he's not brilliant in the air. He's not taught, He's not he's not the most dominant in the air. So I, I keeps I've, I've said it for the first few podcasts. I think that the, the, the overall. Judgment's gonna be when Zuma Mina is fit with, with maybe Schneider and or Gomez and Front and Sigurdsson. and you've got a bit of height in the side then. Um and two really good attackers of the ball in the air and Mina and Zuma. At the moment, I looked at when we were defending that corner last night and I was thinking, oh, they've got some big lads here. And uh, they got the run and jump on, on, on mm. Tosin, and he was Tosin's man, I agree. But he got the run and jump on him. And they're gonna win them headers all day. So it's a bit of both, I think. Personnel, once the personnel changes, will defend better. But they have to learn if they are going to do that zonal mark, and they have to learn that system better as well. Um, so I'll reserve judgments, but we can't keep giving goals away like that at the same time as well. And I think that's the only avenue Huddersfield are going to score actually as well. Yeah. If they're going to score against us, it's a set piece. Um, so we've just got to wise up, be sharp, and attack the ball better. But I think the personnel thing will help us with that. And yeah. Fingers crossed, Mina can get back in or get in the team as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's my view on it. Like, well, I completely missed the goal last night. I went to the toilet as uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. two nil, and I thought, like, not on the lap in here. Went to the toilet and I heard a cheer, and I thought, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> 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 got back go. down and Carvalho Luna the yeah. Carvalho Luna score, which I did see. So that was a that was a plus. Just to um, just to go back on Sandro Rob is. Is he not taking an easy option that year, leaving the club? I know Silva said he come out yesterday, didn't he, and say he wants him to wants stay. Him to but stay, yeah. he wa- he's only going to be a squad player. But mm. is he just is he not running and running here? I think I, I actually didn't realise that that Silva wanted them to stay until I read it before. I thought you know he was one of the ones who was set to leave. You know, and I, I think Sandro's. It's hard to say really because all throughout pre-season. He's been put out wide, and he wants to play up front. Mm. Now, so I kind of do get why he wants to go. 
it didn't really work out for him last year either. You know, he got shipped out again on loan. I don't even think it worked out for him on that loan, to tell you the truth either. He's ju- I think he's just, and it's probably in his head too, like it is with most Evertonians, he's probably, he's just in that category of players who was signed last year, who basically, I think, he's him and Pickford are the last survivor, him, him Pickford and Keane are the last surviving ones, the rest of them have been binned off. Hmm. And I think it's probably a mindset thing with him really, that he thinks, you know what, this hasn't been great, I need to, you know, call it a day and we'll be... Um, I'll start. I'll start afresh, especially if he wants to do it in the right position that he's playing, that he wants to play in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, out wide is he really that effective? You know, I don't even think he's that fast. To be honest, for the little fella, he's not really. He hasn't got yeah. much pace on him either. And I, I tipped him like when Silver came. I thought yeah. he was going to be like. Well, everyone did, mate. Everyone just thought. that style of player. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For that that style of that style of play, really. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit dis- disappointed. I know he's going to be a player off the wage bill, but is it going to be a hundred percent off the wage bill? Is it, are we going to pay? I imagine we'll be paying something, won't we? Just because the amount of money he's on, I just can't imagine us ever getting the full whack back for him. Yeah. You know, even if he goes, you probably still have to supplement his wages because he's just on so much. Well, I've just read two thirds. Associate yeah. has a paying, so that's we're not still bad. paying a third. That's not if he's bad. on 120 grand a week, then then they're, they're going to pay 80 grand a week, which is a, a huge saving for the season. We did only pay 5 million for him, which I know still a lot of money, but mm. it's not as if we paid like, what class, and we paid the class no. and stuff like that. I know like what that. you mean, I mean, it, yeah, it, I wish it worked out, and, and it still might in the future, because Everton have said there's no option to buy, so obviously yeah. they still see something. Um, but yeah, they, it's sort of a party I want them to go, do you know what, I'm going to fight for no, this, I want to settle down yeah. and I'll get my place in this side. Because there is, there is something there, he whips in a crack and cross and, and, and there's something about him, but something just hasn't clicked either. It's finding his it place is. in the team, mm-hmm. isn't it? And, you know, if, he's, if, if, if Silver's trying to shoe on him into the team rather than say, mm-hmm. right mate, this is your place, then there's, there's your first problem mm-hmm. because that's... That's one thing that we probably struggled with last year. We're trying to put players in positions that didn't really exist mm-hmm. for them, and I, I, I do agree with you, Mark. He, he probably has got something, but in this team, does it work? You know, and unfortunately, I don't think it does. And it would have been nice last night to maybe see him in place in the ass. You know, a play have go through the middle. Have him go through mm-hmm. the middle. You know, let's see what he's like there. You know, we had Calvert Lewin there. Calvert Lewin's your target man. Have Sandro playing off him, but wasn't to be good luck to him in Spain you know and if he comes back and scores you know if he goes there scores bag falls we either make a tidy profit or he comes back and he's part of the squad mm. you know Silver's already basically in a way kept the door open for him I suppose hasn't he I almost thought for like when that team was announced that him and Silver had just had a heart to heart you're staying and you're going to do it like yeah. you know yeah. what I mean but well, apparently it was a last minute thing because Bernard yeah. picked up yeah, yeah. Bernard yeah. Yeah. staff and then he went well look you're going to have to play tonight and yeah. then uh, and then we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, but what I do think it means now is that we, we can't really afford to lose Luckman now. No, absolutely. No, um, no. But it'd be interesting to see if we do. I don't think we will now. I just if we lose him as well, then it just leaves us so light on the wide areas, and I don't think they'll risk that. Um, I think he's one that Silver really does want to get inside his head and change mm. that mentality, and he'll just give it time with him. Um, I was going to mention Luckman. Might as well mention him yeah, now. Sorry. Is that it? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. <laughs> um, is Silver just? Getting really frustrated at the questions now about look, I, mean, I bet you he can't wait till eleven. I think o'clock. he wants tomorrow to go, doesn't That's he? Yeah. As soon as tomorrow goes, he can sit down and say, "Look, you're going nowhere now. Yeah. This is it. You're gonna yeah. you're playing forever, and let's have let's have a heart to heart. Let's see where you want to be. Right, this is your role in the squad. You're going to get minutes. Look at already with Charleston suspended. Walcott's injury record isn't great. In them wide positions, there's a role for you, and you know." 
even though even the reception he got for ten minutes in the in the last ten minutes of the Valencia game shows that Ever- Evertonians, despite his little attitude problem at the moment, can see the potential and do like him. And if he gets onto the pitch and and, and proves that, then they'll be right behind him. Yeah. Um, I just hope he can see that. I really do hope that we can get someone out the way. He's still here. Silver can work his magic on him, and he can and he can get some performances under his belt where. He starts feeling the love again because I think he is that arm round the shoulder type player. Yeah. He? Again, he's only a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's let's hope it passes that. That's what I'm hoping. I think there'll be other blues that say, "Nah, I'll get rid of him. His attitude stinks." But I think, at, at, as this stands now, Sandro's going. I'd love him to stay. I'd love Silver to work with him and get that get that potential out of him because there's definitely a player in there as well. So, yeah. Paul, I mean, he, look, man, brands have basically said for for weeks now since they've come that. Well, he's, he's practically going nowhere. He is the present and future of Everton. And then the first sign, really, last night, that um, we just read it there, he said everything is possible in the market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, one day to go, it, it's not out of the question that he's going to go last minute, is it? Well, alarm bells went off in my head when the club said that it was a groin injury. And unfortunately, around this time, it just happens too often, not just at Everton, but at every football club, that a player who's subject to speculation or could, wants to go away gets an injury yeah. or an injury that just doesn't seem mm-hmm. to... He, let's face it, he's been injured for the large part of the season. It doesn't seem a particularly bad injury. I'm not saying the lion, but I just think it's convenient almost, yeah. really. And I think he wants to go. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't know if he, really, he just wants to get away from Everton, but he, for whatever reason, like we were saying in the office the other day, he's got his heart set on Leipzig, hasn't he? Yeah. As Mark was saying there, and I think we said it on the last podcast as well, but even more so now after the injuries and Balassi going as well, we've just got to put our foot down mm-hmm. and go, we invested a lot of money in you, you know, and we've gave you that chance, and I know it was a bad season for you last season with all the managerial changes, but we've come out publicly here and said, you're the future of this football club. We want to build, you want to be part of the team, and just say no, just you're not going anywhere, because his value's not going to go down that much, is it, in the next few months? No. So just... To me, just got to draw a line under the sand as, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and as the lad said there, just kind of concentrate on his football. Well, obviously, that line in the sand surely is going to be tomorrow if the transfer window closes. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast. Rob, two people we haven't spoke about since um, they've moved on, um, Balassi and Besic. Um, Mark kind of hinted there that even though Sandro probably is going to go on loan, he might have a long-term future at Everton. You never know. Two players there, Bessic and Blassie, have gone on loan. Their sh- short-term future is sorted. Have they got long-term futures at the club? Bessic, no, because Bessic, I think we were, we'd were agreed a fee, didn't we, over Bessic originally. It and is it was, a loan deal, though, isn't it? It is a loan deal, but, but basically it fell through for agent fees or whatever it was in the end. So, you know, I don't think he's got a future given... I think he's out of contract next summer as well. Is he? Yeah, uh, you know, but but at Edmund you've got a just gay, you've got Schneiderlin, you've got Davis, and you've probably got James McCarthy as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Bessage is one of these. He's a Martinez player, Martinez signed yeah. him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I yeah. think I think he's, I think he's that far down the pecking order, and he's had too many false dawns where it's like, oh, he's you know he's going to be great because he's this little hard knock. He's not that good at the end of the day, and <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> as for hampered bo- by injuries as well. Hampered by injuries, yeah, you know, but but is that someone that you want in your team? Someone you know, on, you, you need people who are gonna, consistently going to yeah. play. As for Balassi, uh, the, the least said about him, the better. I hope he goes. <laughs> I hate him. Honest to God, give me, give me two Sandros on either flank over Balassi. Just give me the ass over Balassi. I'm, play- I'm going to play devil's advocate here. 
obviously everybody suffered under Sam Allardyce. Could Silver have maybe have worked some magic with Balassi and in that sort of style of play? I don't think Balassi's. I don't think Balassi's got can play at that pace. If truth be told, uh, under Cumin for the first six months before he got us, don't be wrong, terrible injury and it's hard to come back from. He, he's the kind of he's the kind of winger who kind of like he stops and then tries to to take someone on where I think now with our 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 plan is to get him behind and I don't think he fits that style yeah. anymore and I agree mm-hmm. and. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I hate him, but you know he has a, he did have a terrible injury, um, and before he got injured, one of the best moments I I saw him was when he combined with mm-hmm. to score against Burnley. Now I was at that game and we got B two on. It was the most horrendous away away game I've ever been to, but even during that game there was so many frustrations. Um, he scored and it was a, it was a really good goal, but. I think was it? Did he play about six or seven games before that injury? Give it to you know mm-hmm. he pl- he played he played most games that season. I think hadn't he? Got I a, don't got a few assists for Lukaku. Didn't he get three or four assists for Lukaku? And then yeah, I don't know. I I agree like. with Rob. Like I just thought his fee hasn't helped him, has it? You know, you know, nearly thirty million pounds. It's it's ridiculous amounts of money for someone who is like I say is not is not that good. And again, that falls well that falls down on Steve Walsh and uh, Ronald Koeman for paying that money. So maybe has been hard done to but like I'm just I'm, I'm glad he's got I, I think as well sorry I think oh. as well I think it says a lot when he's got to drop down a division mm. you know no Premier League yeah. club coming for him did they you know uh, you know uh, uh, you would have thought he'd maybe they'd done all right at the likes of Newcastle or a club at that level you know maybe even like a West Ham kind of thing but they, no one came in for him it was a championship two championship teams I think he went up to Borough didn't he um, yeah, yeah he was really close he was, he was really close and then Villa and then Villa came in mm. you know it says a lot I think it's I think it speaks volumes when no one's queuing up for a player of that quality and you know I think he I think I suppose it would come down to what we would value him at though really true I know yeah, we're not going to get true enough, yeah. you know, the same mm. amount of money back for him but mm. what would you say would be between 10 and 15 million yeah but you have to because yeah. is he 29 30 now what do you say but he's still got like three years left on his deal, I think. So he's going to come back next year potentially if Villa don't want to take that option mm-hmm. of buying him. He's, he's probably going to be like, be like Morales, isn't he? He just doesn't go. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of money for thirty-eight or so. Yeah. He, he's one of those players who played against us that was one of those who you go, oh, I'd love it if yeah, he played yeah. for us because yeah. <laughs> he ripped us apart at Goodison twice, and um, and obviously seen some other performances from him. When we bought him, I was actually excited. I was thinking, yes. Like good pace down the wing direct, you know, will combine well. But it, yeah, obviously the injury ruined him. But I don't think he's particularly set the world alight in them four months leading no. up to the injury I th- anyway. I think as well with Balassi, like just to compare him, like we were talking there about Niasa's unpredictability. I think Balassi's got the same element, and like sometimes he doesn't really know like what he's trying to do. You know, is he trying to take someone on? Is he trying to like whip a ball in? And he, and he. I think that adds that that's probably like a weird plus to his game because he's unpredictable and that's why probably we get frustrated with him as a winger mm. when you know but, but when you've got Walcott there and and you know Richarlison's obviously start, started really well I just don't really see a place for him and then obviously we've got Luckman who is very di- who would be probably direct probably more in a similar vein to, to to Walcott in terms of style of play he just doesn't really have a place for me in this team and you know if Villa go up um, 
Top Pisano. Top Pisano, yeah. I mean, on your Kudu's coming in as well, you could play anywhere across the front three next yeah. year. So, yeah, I don't think there is a place for that's it. That's mm. the thing. I think we, we obviously want him to do well now with Villa because at the end of the day, if he does well, Villa are going to want to pay a lot of money for him. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you know, it, it, it makes sense that way. Um, all right, last word on the Carabao with <coughs> then, Paul. Um, we got through. What do you want in the next round? Do you want a big team to, you know, big atmosphere for the big crowds? The fear in his eyes there. <laughs> no, no, avoid those other teams above us in the table. We want, yeah. you want a home draw against a, a lower league team. Same you know, side with, to without Rotherham. question, you know, because unfortunately, this competition now, it's one we should be targeting and should have been targeting for a long time, but it's, it's usually won by one of those top six at the moment, isn't it? Because... Unfortunately, they've got such depth in the squads that they can go out and put a reserve team out to the semi-finals. So, personally, I'd rather you know wait till get them in, get a Chelsea, get a City or someone like that in the semi-finals before before taking them on. Because look at last season, you know we got that win against Sunderland, was it? You know at home, and then we got Chelsea away, and yeah. Chelsea away didn't put a strong team out, but it's still a good team. So yeah. no, I'd, I'd rather. I know you've got to beat everyone eventually to to win it, but I'd I'd rather stay clear of them. Yeah. Rob, do you want Goodison under the lights against the likes of Chelsea City semi semi final quarter final? I'm with Paul. Give me the easiest tie you can mm-hmm. possibly get. Give me the lowest ranked team within within the competition <laughs> at home. You know, let's not mess around. We need the trophy. You know, let's. I don't really care if it's the easy route there. At the end of the day, it's only going to matter what's in the trophy cabinet. And at the end of the, you know, but I think one point that I did want to make though, you know, if we do get a hard team and it is away, the beauty of this competition now is. Is there's no extra time? Yeah. So all Rotherham needed last night was that extra goal, and they've got a 50-50 mm-hmm. chance of going through there. So if we do get the likes of Chelsea or United or, mm-hmm. or City away, you know, let's draw the game, take it to you know, and take it into penalties, and, and it, you know, it's a it's a it's a shootout then, you know. So, it, but yeah, easy team, please, easiest possible route to the final. Mark's not weak like you two. I know for a fact he wants you. Do you want that? We're all wrong again. All wrong. Oxford's at home. Uh, I want the top six to draw each other. So there's at least three out. And yeah. then the other of Oxford's at home. Yeah, that's definitely a home tie. Um, and, and definitely a lower league side. I'd really want to avoid anything at this stage. But I think the beauty of this Champions League draw that's just been drawn before this restarted is that. They've all got hard games, um, mm-hmm. so you'd have to think that these sides will play second string sides in this cup now. So, and I know City's second string side still top class, mm. um, but there's, there's still weaknesses in in in, in their second string teams, isn't it? So I think there is a really good opportunity now to take it seriously. I know what he done, what he done last night, but I don't think he'd have done that if it was yeah. uh, Man United at home or anything like that. So. Yeah, we've said it every year about this cup, though, don't we? We've just got to do it now. Uh, exactly, yeah. Got to do it and, and attack it. And I think Silver will. And I think Silver would go to a Chelsea and say, no, what, we're, we're, we're going yeah. to go and beat yeah. them, yeah. I'm quite, in a weird way, probably because I'm just too positive at the moment, I'm quite <laughs> looking forward to Arsenal away, and I should never, ever say that. <laughs> but, you know, just to see what this side's like against the big team away from mm-hmm. home. Will he, you know, will he cut back on his principles a little bit, you know, compared to what he's done so far? I'm just intrigued to see... Mm-hmm how we perform against one of the top sides mm. you know because it's been really refreshing so far hasn't it but equally we were moaning last year last season and right rightly so because of the the draw uh, the, the fixtures that we were handed 
we've had quite a decent start, haven't we? And we are having yeah, a decent start. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to that Arsenal game. Really am. Let's beat uh, West Ham and Huddersfield away first. Oh, I'm six po- well, we always oh. beat West Ham, and if we can't beat Huddersfield, we've got problems because I think they're, I think they're rubbish. Yeah, Huddersfield, yeah, I, I thought they were terrible when we played them last season, and I just, I just, I just say apart unless it's a set piece, I just can't see how we don't get three points there. Yeah. All right. Before we move on to Huddersfield, then have you seen the England squad? Yes. Have you seen that Theo Walcott is not in and Adam Lallana is? Yes. What do we make of that? I'm happy. I just, ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, Walcott's doing great and he's he's had his injury problems. I don't want him going away, getting injured, playing for England against Switzerland or something and coming back and missing two months. I, I want him to be nice and fresh, put his feet up and be ready for West Ham at home. I agree That's with that. I, I agree with that and I've said that all along, but Lallana's played three minutes of Premier League football yeah, and Walcott, he's got <laughs> two goals and an assist. Is that... Like Southgate usually comes out and says that I'm picking players on performance, yeah. form. Yeah. Well, clearly not doing that, is he? This is for me. Like I'm in agreement with you on this. I, I I don't want our players near international teams. If truth be told, but this but is this is when they are there. It just means that they're playing well, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it's 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 on their merit basically. But like, this is why I I said this in one of the, the first podcasts when the World Cup was on, this is why there's always been a disconnect with England fans, England and English football fans, because they pick the wrong players. You know, you should be there on on merit, really. And, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I know there's some obvious choices who you'd probably say, oh, well, no, you can't really have the likes of him in the team, but Adam Alana and Theo Walcott, there, three minutes of league football <laughs> and what Walcott's done. He's had a fantastic start, and it's it, it's this is why there's a disconnect. This is why people don't care, because they just think, well, our players aren't getting picked. And when you watch England, I mean, let's be honest, we all watched England because of Pickford in the summer, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, you he's know, back in. He's back. Yeah, in. I know. He's, I know. But but you'd probably be more inclined to watch England now if Walcott was in it. Mm. You know, and I think this is where this is where England do have a problem. Because they're not picking players on merit, certain players on merit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think for me it was it, it, tor- tournament football to sort of get behind England. So the Euros and the World Cup, yeah. when there's no club football involved anyway and stuff like that. You saw, I, I, like I got behind England in the summer. Pickford obviously enhanced that sort of view anyway. Um, during the season now, I've seen it too many times in the past. Everton, Everton players picking up silly niggles on international. You know, mm. you can go back to Southall in '86, whatever. You know, we were talking about want now our players to be in top condition for us so between now and the euros in the summer of 2020 i, I really don't care it's an inconvenience the qualifiers and the friendlies aren't they well what's this it's no, a nation it's a nation. i don't even know what it is it? just yeah. a com- like a, a couple of months competition are, are these qualifiers for the euros or is no just different? to no. make friendlies oh, interesting oh, that's yeah. all that's all that's it is, all yes. no i'm not interested if we win against Huddersfield, which obviously we assume we will you know we're going to be bouncing, aren't we? We're, yeah, we're going to want so, the yeah. game, the next game coming straight away, and we're going to have to wait two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can almost understand it if it was a Euro qualifier, wouldn't you? You have to mm-hmm. fit into schedule, but it's not. Mm. It just seems like we've only had the World Cup six weeks ago. It just seems unnecessary yeah, at this time, ridiculous. unless you say, you know, yeah, yeah. no, I'm not bothered. All right, well, let's um, let's look ahead to Huddersfield. Um, can I, anyone remember uh, remember what happened last time we played Huddersfield at home? Two nil. Two nil. Sam's first game. Was that his first game? Well, yeah. the first official game. Clean sheet. Don't think we had a shot on Clean West Ham. Clean West Ham. Well, I mean, he was in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> who scored? You know, anyone remember who scored? Gilfie Sigurdsson, Dominic Carver Lewin. Yeah. I've got it written down here, so well yeah. done. Good <laughs> <match>. <laughs> we also beat them 2 0 away, didn't we? 
Yeah. Mm. Tosin and Guy. Um, all right, then. So, basically, Hud- you said Huddersfield have had a terrible start, haven't they, Paul? Um, 3-0 Chelsea and 6-1 against City. Yeah. Is that right? And yeah. then he drew against Cardiff. Like, I've got every admiration for what he did to take Huddersfield up to the Premier League with, like, probably the budget they had at the time. Because I always remember Huddersfield being, like, a club down at the bottom of the Championship and they're a town club at the end of the day. So, hats off to what he's done and the players done. But as I said earlier... They are the worst team I've seen in the Premier League last year. You know, the fact that we couldn't beat anyone away and we went there, didn't we, in like April time. Coasted. And, and, and coasted. And, away, yeah, yeah <laughs> and won 2 0. And, he, and he, he dined out on that, didn't he, after the game, yeah. really. But what I've seen of him this season as well, it's just a continuation. You know, I just I, I cannot imagine us not winning on Saturday at all. I just think it's, it's, a, it's a home banker. I might be overconfident, mm. but I just think they're the poor side. Are they going to go down, Rob? Yeah, they, I, I I said at the beginning of the season they're one of my three to certain to go down. To be honest with you, um, they. I think to how I pause it, they it it's they're a town they're a town club, and they just haven't got like that stature or that threat. Is where they win three 0 now on top. We are just setting up, and there's no reason why we shouldn't come out. On Sat on Saturday without three points, and I'll be really, really disappointed if we don't. And I'll be disappointed not only with the team, but also with Silver for not being able to out Fox, you know, Klopp's best mate. And and you know, he, I do. I think they're got really going to str- struggle this year. Yeah. Um, it's a competitively, you know, it's the most competitive league in the world, and I think they are one of the certainties to to, to go down this year. Mark, we got enough, haven't we, to beat them on Saturday? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Cardiff and Huddersfield are the two shoe-ins to go down. I'm not sure about the third team. That'll be a bit of a battle. But, um, yeah, you, you've got to look at Huddersfield and Cardiff as 12 points, haven't you? You've got to you've got to just beat them. I mean, I think I'm sure we'll have predictions in a minute. Um, I'm just hoping for a, you know, for a win um, to see it into the international break. Um, but, uh, as I say, as I said before, a set-piece apart, I can't see them threatening us. Um, and I think we'll have too much for them in wide areas. And I think um, it's tailor made for Theo again. I think on Saturday, yeah, yeah. yeah get, get him behind them. They've mm-hmm. got no pace at the back. One thing I've got to ask actually, while you're um, before we do predictions, um, Dean, is he is he in now over Baines? He is for me. Yeah. I, I don't. I bet your silver rings Baines back in. Think he will. Yeah. I think he will as well. But I think he'll bring Baines back in. But I'd have Dean your old. Uh, sorry, Dean. <laughs> all day. It's hard, isn't it? It's yeah. so hard. That's why I just call him Dixie Dean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd have him in just I just to stay there now as well because he's actually got obviously with the French speaking with Zoom he's got that understanding yeah, there yeah, as well yeah. so um, and, I, and I just think he's you know I've, I've loved Leighton Baines but I just think Dean is better than Baines in every compartment at the department he's, he's classier he gets four he can get up and down better defender so I want the better players on the side so but I've got a feeling Silver will bring Baines back in Are you in agreement that Dean should come in? Yeah, I find it hard because I love Baines, still do. I, I, it's almost like you, you don't want to let him go, do you? Like because he's been such a part of our our team for like ten ten plus years now. But as the lads were saying there, these are good games for him as well, aren't they? Huddersfield and West Ham, you know, get a riv- get his rhythm in the game, exactly. play two three yeah. games before we do have that yeah. big test at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. And it will have to. <coughs> it just happens, doesn't it? You know, and you don't bring a French international who's played for 
Barcelona, you know, and, and sit him on the bench. Really, I just think it's it might be time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, in a funny way, like uh, this won't happen. But Kenny, you probably have a shout for starting on Saturday after the way he, he played and yeah. after the way Coleman played yeah, last true. weekend. Don't get me wrong, I don't, that's not going to happen. But it's good, it's good sign, isn't it? That we've got it looks like we've got two good fullbacks there. Yeah. Rob, then predictions: win, lose, draw. What are we saying? Results? Because uh, we always concede, I'm going <laughs> to go win three one. <laughs> wow. We are, you know, you know what's going to happen. We're going can to, can we're someone not say like win to nil, please? <laughs> Come on, yeah. Zoom is going to be in any. Yes, well, it, I think they're the only two fit centre halves, yeah. aren't they? So, no. um, yeah, yeah, win three one. All right, I'm going to say three nil then. I'm going to go to nil. Oh, behold, oh, yeah. Mark. I'll go the same as last season. I'll go two nil then. Two nil. I'll go 2 1 with like winning 2 0 with about a minute to go, and then they'll score from a corner. <laughs> it's never easy, is it? Like, that's that on nice one. See that Schneider we haven't sussed on Schneider, but I think he uh, hated them last year for his attitude, yeah, he really yeah. did. But he seems to be buying into Silver, and um, I think we missed them a little bit against Bournemouth, didn't we? Um, so it was good to see him come on at the end, he wasn't too bad. And he'll slot straight back in, I think. Yeah. I think he'll come in for Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and that's not to Tom Davis's mm-hmm. discredit either. I think Davis has played that's two games now, you know. He's played Bournemouth. I think he played the ninetieth Bournemouth and I think he played you know, he mm-hmm. played the ninety yesterday and you know, let, let let's get Schnadlin back on the pitch and yeah, then again, it's just a guy's injured, isn't he? So it might be Tom yeah, Davis. True. 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 Be all right, won't he? That's what mm-hmm. they were saying. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a natural swap swap over if it is Schnadlin and Davis. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't what was Guy's injury? I think he was alright alright for Saturday. Yeah. Alright, well we're confident going into the game as we should be. It is Everton against Huddersfield on Saturday. Um guys, once again, thanks for coming in. Um I appreciate your time just talking about all things Everton. Yeah. Um we're gonna be back on Tuesday with the View from the Gladys Reed podcast where we will discuss um and debate and react to hopefully what will be um a three nil. Everton win. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should start getting like a little league going here, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, we can do if you want. I'm happy to do that. And then the, what the loser buys babies or what? Something like that. Or yeah. The winner buys yeah. We'll start it from last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound. All right, guys. Nice one. Thanks very much. No problem. Um, and I will. We will uh, be back soon. Yeah. Cheers. Thank um, you. Ta-da. You've been listening to the View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.